0: Hey, what's going on? My name is Matthew, and welcome to the Real Life Podcast. This is a place where we hope that you can be encouraged, that your faith can be built up, and that you can leave feeling more connected to Jesus and His Church than when you tuned in. Hey there. Welcome. My name is Michael. If we haven't met, I'm a pastor at a church called Real Life that I'm excited about today. I believe that God has gathered all of us together and he wants to speak to each and every one of us. Maybe uh, you're tuning in and you're looking for God, trying to figure out, is this whole God thing real? Maybe you're here learning how to uh, exercise your faith and grow in your faith uh, with Jesus. Maybe you're, you're trying your best to live it out. Uh, and maybe you're in the position of leading others in this faith. I believe God has a message for each and every one of you. He's gonna speak directly to you in a personal way. And he's gonna invite you to take next steps that are real and, uh, and personal to you wherever you're at. So I'm excited for today. Uh, We as a church, we exist to reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. And we've been journeying through this book in the Bible called Luke. And our whole heart behind that is a refocusing, a realignment of our hearts to Jesus's heart and his mission. I'm just excited for us as we grow because this alignment has to start personally with me with you, then it's for our church as a whole. And uh, so we're going to be jumping into this book of Luke and we're going to look directly at Jesus's life. How did he live his life? What did he say? What did he do? What is he calling and inviting us into? And then we're aligning our hearts to that. And uh, the book of Luke is amazing. Luke was a doctor. He spent so much time working uh, on creating this accurate and articulate account of Jesus's life that we can trust and we can put our faith in and we can live by what we see in this this part of the Bible. And so for me, as we're looking at aligning our hearts, uh, a question comes to my mind. How can we tell if we've missed it? if we've somehow wandered out of alignment with Jesus, with his heart for his mission. And it reminded me of a story that I'd love to share. There's this this dangerous coast where shipwrecks happen all the time. And there is this little life-saving station, this little crude hut. It really is nothing more than like a shed. And they have one boat and a couple of, of people who are dedicated who search constantly day or night for people who are lost at sea. And they jump in without care for themselves to rescue those. And as they've been saving people, many of those who are saved and people in the community go, hey, we see what you're doing. We want to be a part of helping save others. And so they joined the team and the little life-saving station started to grow. Many of the, the, the members started looking around going, man, this hut really isn't, that great for, for those people coming out of the water. We wanna create a place that's more comfortable for them, that, that they can have ex, you know experience refuge from the sea. And so they replace the old cots with these nice comfy beds. They blow out the walls, they enlarge the facility to create a space that people feel welcomed at and, and feel peace when they come out of the water. Well, they did an amazing job decorating it so much that they looked around and go, hey, this place is actually pretty neat. We should probably start meeting here. And they kind of formed this club. So when they weren't out saving people, they would gather, share life together. Well, as time went on, fewer and fewer members wanted to go out into the cold water in the day and the night. Uh, And so they said, well, let's hire some people. So they hired some crews to do the life-saving efforts of this. And uh, it was just about this time that they had hired a new crew and trained them up that this large ship, you know, crashed off the coast and there was tons of people that needed to be rescued. And so the paid crew went out and started bringing in boatloads and boatloads of wet, dirty, sick, half drowned people and brought them into the the, the club, the life saving station. And people were... Uh, Confused. It was chaotic. All of the pretty decorations that they had set up, the beds, the the furniture, they were all trashed. Now, that the team there, the members kind of gathered together. And go, hey, we should probably uh, build a shower outside so that people can get cleaned up before they come into our nice facility. And uh, shortly after that, they the whole membership had a meeting. And some of the the members, most of the members, actually said, you know, I don't, I don't really. Like this life saving stuff anymore. It's kind of an inconvenience. Uh, They're messing the place up. It's dirty in here. It's kind of messing up our social gathering that we have. Uh, But then a a very select few go, Hey, we're called a life saving station. That's what we're about. Like, we need to keep doing this. Well, those few were outvoted and told, Hey, if you want to continue saving lives uh, out at sea, You can build your own life-saving station down the the coast. And so that's what they did. They went and built their own. And as years went by, the new station experienced the same thing, the same changes occurred. It evolved into a club and the life-saving station uh, kept getting planted down the coast, down the coast. And if you were to look at that coast today, you would see lots of uh, exclusive clubs and the, the problem is, is that that coast is still very dangerous. Shipwrecks happen all the time, but now most of the people drown. And this is just a story that reminds my heart that, man, if we lose alignment to the mission, like the station, their primary mission and goal was to save people. And they got off just a little bit at first, it with good hearts, with good intentions. And then by the time we look at it now, And they're so far removed from their mission. And for us, uh, we want to be aligned with Jesus's heart and his mission. Jesus said it plainly. He said, I came to seek and save the lost. That's what Jesus said. I came to seek and save those who were lost. You, you are God's plan to reach the world. That's what he says. You are God's plan to reach the world. And so we're jumping into Luke chapter 9 to align our hearts to his heart and his mission. We've seen uh, chapters five through eight. We see that uh, Jesus started his public ministry. He started by inviting people to follow him. Then he started teaching them, modeling what it looks like to live this out, the kingdom of God on earth. And then he started casting out demons, healing people, doing all of these miraculous signs. And then in chapter nine, we see him huddle his guys together, his disciples. And at this moment, he goes, you've seen me do it. Now I'm going to entrust my mission with you. And so if we look at Luke chapter nine, verse six, or sorry, verse one through six, it says this, and he called the 12 together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And this is what he told him. He said, take nothing with you on your journey. No staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money. And do not take two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there. And from there, depart. And whatever, uh, whatever they don't receive you, when you leave the town, just shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And so we see Jesus gathered his disciples and he goes, You know me, you've been with me. You've seen me do all of these things. Now it's your turn. You are God's plan to reach the world. It's your time and your turn to get in the game. And so how do we look at this interaction that happened a long time ago and align our hearts to Jesus's heart, our mission to his mission? And I know some of us are maybe thinking, well, but Michael, those are like the disciples who became the apostles, right? Those are like the superstars, the super Christians. Of course they can do this. They were with Jesus. And, and I would just go, well, yeah, they're super Christians. If super Christians get called Satan, you know, Peter got called Satan by Jesus himself. Uh, yeah, they're super Christians. If, if uh, super Christians argue about who gets to sit next to Jesus, like some of his other disciples, hey, Jesus, I'm your favorite right. I get to sit by your right hand, super Christian. Uh, maybe a super Christian is are people that uh, think Jesus is there to overthrow the government. Maybe, maybe that maybe they're super Christian. No, really, they're messed up people like you, like me, like us, they're they're messed up people. but they have one thing for them That's that, that's amazing that I want to encourage us to look at them and go like, They were with Jesus. So they spent time with him. We can spend time with him. They trusted and obeyed him. Even when they didn't see the whole picture, even when they didn't know what was coming next, they trusted him and stepped out on mission. But then, okay, so they're not super Christians, Michael. I got that. They're just like you and me, fine. But that story seems pretty specific to those 12 going out and proclaiming the kingdom of God and healing that can't possibly be for us. And I, yeah, that is specifically for those 12. But Jesus, before he ascended, after his crucifixion, his, his death, his burial, his resurrection, before he went back to, to heaven, he gave us this instruction to all of the disciples. He says this in Matthew twenty eight eighteen. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son and the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all of the things that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So this call for us that Jesus says, like you are God's plan to reach the world. That's for all of us. So we can look back at this interaction with the first 12th, the first time they're being sent out. And we can look at the principles that Jesus is instilling in their hearts and in their lives and go, how does that apply to us? And so if we look back, we see in verse one that he empowers them. Jesus empowers them. And he's asking them to rely on his power. Just like Jesus said, before he left going, hey, all authority has been given to me now go. He's empowering these disciples. He's empowering you and I. The worst thing we can do is rely on our own strength, our own powers, our own giftings, our own abilities. They will all fall short to, to be God's plan, to be a part of God's plan to reach the world. We need to rely on his power. The second thing is he lays out his mission pretty clear. He says to them, you are to go out and proclaim the gospel, the kingdom of God and to heal. So we need to accept Jesus's mission not our mission, what we think the mission should be, not what, well, Jesus, what you really meant was, no, no, we need to look at what his mission was and and accept it, follow it, give our lives for it. Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. And now I'm sending you because you are God's plan to reach the world. That's his mission. And so we need to accept that. And then he tells the disciples, hey, don't take anything with you, nothing with you. Now for us, when we're gonna jump in the game, get in the game and reach this world, I don't think that means we don't take anything with us. But the principle that Jesus is explaining and trying to get into their hearts is that you need to trust him for your provision. If God is calling you and inviting you to be a part of his mission, he's gonna provide everything you need to accomplish that mission. So we need to trust in his provision. And so question comes to mind, what are we trusting or what do we think we need to have before we can get in the game? Is it an education? Well, if I knew the Bible more, then I could maybe help others. Well, if I, if I cleaned myself up enough and got my life back together, uh, then I could help others. Maybe it's time. Well, I'm too young. Or maybe it's I'm too old. Whatever the, it, no, what is the excuse? What, what if I told you the only qualification that, that really mattered was that you've been rescued? That God has rescued you and then invited you to be a part of his mission. What if you trust him and his provision, not trust yourself? And then, man, they're, they're going to be haters. Haters are going to hate. What does Jesus say? He says, shake off the haters. He says, hey, if someone doesn't receive you, they say start a fight with them, post stuff on social media. Uh, what, no, he says, shake it off. And, and I, think, I think for us, if we just lean in and go like, haters are going to hate Let's look to the theologian T-Swift and go, man, shake it off, shake it off. Like that's what God is calling us to do. Shake it off and then get in the game. He says, go and they go. Michael, is it that simple? Is it, is it really that simple? Yes, it's, it's pretty simple. It, really simple. Go make disciples, baptize them, teach them what I've told you. Pretty simple, right? Yep. Is it easy? (laughs) No. Why? Because you're you. And because I'm me. We're messy, jacked up people. And so we need to to rely on Jesus. We need to look to him. And, and, And is it worth us getting in the game? Yeah. I would say it's absolutely worth it because if none of us got in the game, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Many of us wouldn't come to know Jesus. We wouldn't be have been rescued by him. So is it worth it? Absolutely. And and breaking it down. Jesus says, you know, to teach them all that he's commanded, to make disciples, to baptize them, to teach them all. What what are those commandments? It seems like God gave us 10. And then in our wisdom, man created hundreds more. Jesus goes, no, no, no. Let me simplify it even more for you. Here's the, the commandments that all the law and the prophets hang on. You love God with everything you got. And you love people with everything you got. That's his heart. That's the mission. And so for us, like my encouragement, is we need to get in the game and realize that you are God's plan to reach the world. He's gonna do the saving, absolutely. But he's entrusting the mission to you, to me. Could he do something miraculous and beam his his face in the clouds and speak to everybody at once? Absolutely. Absolutely but he chose to use you. He chose to use me. And for those of you who are in the game, who are, who are persevering, who are loving people, loving Jesus, helping people find him, being rescued from, from, from sin, from death, I wanna encourage you, keep going. God sees you, he is with you, he is for you. Continue to rely on him in this season. Continue to trust him for your provision. He is so proud of you. You are doing amazing. You need to hear that. I know sometimes it feels frustrating and hard. And and are you really making a difference? Are you really impacting people? Are you really reaching this world for Jesus one person at a time? You are. Keep going. Keep going. Keep encouraging people. Keep pursuing Jesus with your life. Keep bringing others with you for the rest of us i know i know many of us are are struggling with this like holding pattern we're caught in this holding pattern what do we do right now church is closed i would i would argue with you church isn't closed church has never been closed our buildings and large gatherings may be closed temporarily but the more and more i look at jesus heart and his mission that he's called us to he said go and make disciples i don't think he said go and make mega churches and gather in large buildings. Are those bad? No, but that's not what he said to do. I see in scripture, one big mega church, one big gathering, and it's in heaven when we're all together, all tongues, tribes, nations represented worshiping Jesus together. How are we going to get there? By making disciples, by baptizing them, by teaching them everything that Jesus has taught us and realizing that our part that we are God's plan to reach the world. That's our part. And so what's holding us back? Are you relying on your own abilities? Don't, they're not enough. They're not enough. Are you waiting for things to all get figured out to become crystal clear? You're gonna be waiting forever. Are you relying on your own provision? Don't, it's gonna run out. Are you confused about the mission that God is inviting you into? Man, we would love to help you. We would love to come alongside you and and bring you uh, clarity, uh, enough clarity to get you going on this mission. Are you fighting the haters? Shake it off. Keep going. Again, have you been rescued by God? Then you're qualified and invited to join him in his mission. You are God's plan to reach this world. Not those people, not that building, You, if you've put your faith in Jesus, you are God's plan to reach the world. We need each other because we need each other to grow, to help us grow into maturity because we're all young and we're all trying to figure out what this means. Just like the disciples were trying to figure it out and they were with Jesus. We need each other to help each other grow. Will you make mistakes a long way? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll so did the disciples. So did, so do I, Daily, weekly, I make mistakes. But Jesus handed the mission back to them and entrusted them with his mission. He's entrusting you. He's entrusting me. What if we were a people that was all about knowing Jesus and reaching people for him? What if that was our heartbeat? What if that was the one thing that we unified around? Not on buildings being opened or closed. What if it was around the mission of helping people know Jesus being rescued, and then joining the mission, helping others come to know Jesus, to reach them. You are God's plan to reach the world. What does that mean? Does that mean I need to to quit everything and become a pastor and speak to a camera in an empty room and be broadcast on Sundays and and on YouTube and all that stuff? Maybe, but probably not. I, I think that's a very few minority of people that, that God's going to call to do that. You need to be on mission where you're at and where you're at. You're perfectly positioned for it. Do you have a family? Sweet. That's your mission field first. Like look at your family. Do any of those people need to be rescued? Do they need to come to know Jesus and join him on his mission? Yeah. That's your first priority. Love them. Love God and love them, serve them, bring them, reach, reach them for Jesus. Are you employed? Awesome. There's another mission field. Are you part of a, a sports team? Awesome. There's another mission field. Do you interact with people on a regular basis here, there, everywhere? Awesome. That's your mission field. You're invited to join God at work there. Why? Because he's planted you there. He hasn't planted me there. He's planted you there. You are God's plan to reach this world. It's scary. Yes, but we get to do this together. We get to encourage one another. And so who in your life needs to be rescued? Love them, serve them by reaching them for Jesus. Do you need rescuing today? Maybe you're at a place where you're going, yeah, I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out and I, I need rescuing, I need hope. Here's the hope, God loves you. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus, the one we're trying to model our lives after and align our hearts and missions with. He sent Jesus to live the perfect life that you and I couldn't. He died on a cross for you, carrying your sin, your shame, all of the things that are rattling around your head, he carried that for you. He died but he rose from the grave three days later, conquering sin and death for you to have an opportunity to put your faith in him, to be restored, to right relationship with God, the father, for hope to be restored, for life to be given so that you could be rescued and not just for your safety and your, your relationship with God, but so that you could join him at his work. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of you. And we want to help you wherever you're at in this journey. Again, if you're looking, we're here to help you find Jesus. If you're in a place of learning what it looks like to put your faith in Jesus, we're here to help you learn to come alongside you. If you're trying to live this out, your best community is where it's best walked out. Maybe you're leading. We're here to help equip you. Each of us have a next step. God is calling us to take a next step with him, to be on mission with him. I think of the disciples, all of the excuses they could have had. And I know you're maybe rattling off some in your head why you can't take this next step of faith that he's asking you to, why you can't join him in this mission. And here's the thing, the best training ground is in the game. That's why Jesus put these guys who didn't know a lot, who made a lot of mistakes, he put them in the game. Why? Because that's when they learned to rely on him, to trust him. And that's when the miracle happens is when we trust in God. So I wanna invite you to trust in God today. If you've been sitting on the sidelines watching God move powerfully, waiting for maybe a building to be open, stop waiting, get in the game. If you've been hesitant about what God may be calling you to and reach out to us, we are here for you. We are here to serve you, to help you find Jesus, to be rescued by him and then to get in the mission because you are God's plan to reach this world. And so if God is speaking to you, we wanna help you respond. You can go to our website. You can go to the, the phone number that's on the screen. We wanna walk with you. We wanna help you grow. We wanna help you experience all that God has for you and what he wants to do in you and through you. So I'm gonna pray for us. And then we're gonna take a moment and respond to God's faithfulness in song. We call it worship. But let me pray. God, I thank you that you came to seek and save the lost. I thank you that you are the one that saves us. God, I thank you that you've entrusted your mission to us. God, I thank you that you have allowed us to be a part of of rescuing this world, of reaching this world for you. And so God, I pray for everyone watching, listening to this, God, that you would speak to them, that you would make clarity in their heart of what their next step is, whether it's to put their faith in you for the first time, whether it's to continue to learn and grow what it looks like to live this out. Maybe it's to get in the game. God, I pray that you would move powerfully, and speak powerfully to them, God, that they'd be able to shake off all the distractions and focus in on you and what you have for them. God, we need you. We love you. We thank you that you're at work. You were so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to stay in touch and visit the description for our contact info. We would love to be praying for you. As always, we hope this podcast encouraged you and pointed you closer to Jesus. Take care.